Good evening, everybody. This is an encouraging update for all of you. And I also brought in a special guest who has been a massive encouragement to my life. Uh, to my right, maybe your left on the screen, unless I don't know the magic of media. But <laughs> who knows? Uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> this is Samuel Duth, and he is a pastor uh, at Awakened Church in San Diego. And he and his wife and a senior pastor, their wife, and another pastor. Who was the other pastor that came? Uh, Matt McKayla. Matt yep. McKayla. Okay, so uh, six folks drove all the way up from San Diego. I think it was the second week we were in violation of the restraining order. And they came up to see what we were doing. And uh, they sat uh, second row right here in the sanctuary. And they were the biggest encouragement you could imagine. I'd never met them before. I'm like, who are these people? And why can't they come every Sunday? A total blessing. And then afterwards, meeting them in the presence of the Lord and their love for the Lord and the spirit just so enveloped uh, everything you guys were about. And I was encouraged. Well, it was an honor. It it was an honor. I I, I feel like I wanted to stand up and applaud about every other word. (laughs) Pastor Rob here, sorry to hijack it, but man, what a a privilege Ah, and an honor for us to get a chance to come. We, not only from your pastors, but from you guys as a congregation, and we just drew so much courage in that moment. Well, and that's that's a great lead in because uh, you guys came up to see how do you open a church? Yep. Uh, how do you yep. how do you stand in obedience to the Lord and defiance yep. to the governor and still fulfill scripture? Yep. And and I that was the topic in yeah. a sense that day. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I'm going to tell you a little secret. Yeah. I did change the sermon a little bit because I knew you were here <laughs> and I wanted to educate you. I appreciate that. You helped us but out. I, I, well, I kind of felt like you guys had come a long way yeah. and you wanted to learn. So I wanted to give you at least the reasons. And I know yeah. a lot of the congregation, at least first and third service, because you guys came to the second, they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I still stayed to the text though. Okay. Um, hey, I appreciate you. You tailored the lesson to us. Well, and then you guys went back and you opened up. Yeah. Yeah. We were just a week out. And tell, we, tell, first of all, yeah. tell everybody about Awaken. What, yeah. What's the ministry you guys have there in San Diego? Uh, you guys are probably a little more charismatic than we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of our theology is very similar. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't found any conflict, and we've spent yeah, a lot of time yeah. since our connection. We've traveled the country together. Yeah, we have. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a bit of a ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a bit of a ride. Everyone's always going, where, where are you going to next? Where are you yeah, going yeah. to next? I'm not not quite on the, the crazy train you are. But, uh, yeah, Awakened Church is based down in San Diego. We also have location in Salt Lake City. And, uh, you know, just really kindred hearts uh, with, with you guys. It's, it's interesting how seasons of kind of battle yeah. and adversity, you kind of find your, the, the, you know, the foxhole brothers, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean, and, and sisters that are out there slugging, slugging away. But it's uh, multi, uh, you know, generational, multicultural, uh, multi-site uh, church based there. We yeah, have what, four, four locations <clears throat> in San Diego. Yeah, we actually just opened our fifth uh, just this Another last bump. Sunday, literally kind of taking ground in the COVID, uh, not, not holding back. Yeah. You know, I was literally just at the bank yesterday. And I was like, got to come to church. He's like, are you guys open? I said, absolutely. Yeah. And we're not just open. We are wide open. (laughs) I I shared with folks on a Sunday. I don't know if I've done it on the live stream. Uh, We went and did a a pastor's outreach to try to get motivated for the election. And all those pastors were in the room. I spoke. And then your senior pastor, Jurgen. Pastor Jurgen. Matesius. Matesius. Yep. I always get the Mati and the Mate. Matesius. <laughs> uh, Pastor Jurgen um, came up and he shared a story yeah. about a, a, a enlisted Marine 
combat yep. veteran yep. Yep. who had broken up with his girlfriend yeah. and Was put the gun in the his end, mouth yep. to take his life. It didn't work. He, he put another bullet in the chamber. Yep. I don't remember. I think it didn't even click again. And then the phone rang. It was his dad. Yep. Take yeah. everybody. This was, this was either the... The yeah, week this is right, right of kind of opening week, wow. um, right as we felt to, to get back in and get going. And we had come down here and we were already planning to reopen and kind of go for it. But we had a little, we were a little bit more soft footed and it had, we, maybe we're going to be a little bit more social distancing, so, a little bit more social mess, aware, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Blah, we came blah, here, blah. we came here <laughs> and we got so, so ready, so emboldened by you just as a church, you know, the fact that you guys were leaning in, embracing it and just absolutely going for it. We, we opened up that weekend wide open, no social distancing, no masks. We had done similar things that you guys had done to prepare for it. We had a social distancing area like out in the lobby. No one used it. Yeah. It ended up becoming our overflow room because so many people came. That's <laughs> we're, we're in the same boat. I mean, if, at this point, if you want to do social distancing, we got the FM broadcast. Yeah, yeah, you, you're, out, you're out there. <laughs> or, or the live stream. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, uh, but this particular weekend, yeah, he had attempted suicide. He, he you know, uh, as so many, uh, the lockdowns, the economic situation, the distancing. The, the stuff that the government's not covering. Right, the stuff that they don't, they don't care about. They're not paying attention to all we'll, the collateral we'll, we'll, damage. We'll get to that because yeah. this is critical because I want to give everybody an update and all yeah. the stuff we're dealing with. Yeah, and um, so he's at the end. He attempts suicide. He gets a call. He finally says, okay, it was his well. It was his dad who called him, yeah. yeah. And he shows up. Well, wait, 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 back it yeah. up. The dad calls, says, let's go to church. He says, there's no churches open. Yeah. He goes, well, yeah, I've heard of one that's open. Yeah, exactly. There's so one. They, neither yeah. of them were churchgoers. Yeah, and, and, and the fact that we were, you know, God's just so good to care about this man. Amen, amen. Because right at the right moment, we'd finally kind of fully re-engaged church and had a place to go and had a place to encounter God and gets radically saved. And it begins to engage with the church, getting connected, getting in small groups, getting in the community. And but he got saved that Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. And, and Jurgen also said that the following Sunday, his girlfriend came with him. She got saved. Well, because, because of just where they were at and where he was at, you know, kind of some unfaithfulness. The whole bit. He was wild. He was all this kind of stuff. And so once he gets saved and God begins to get a hold of his heart, then he starts to reach out to his girl who had said, hey, basically, I'm done. You know, I'm, this, I'm not playing games with you. I'm not, you know, going to be all that. And so he finally says, hey, listen, babe, like, you got to come with me. Something's different. Something's changed. And she finally comes. She gets saved. And now they're both just going for it, thriving. And that's the power of the church. It's power of the I got to get the them community. on the live stream. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I love testimony. We, we've had a couple of just amazing testimonies. So, so here we are in the state of California, Democrat yep. controlled legislature, executive branch, yep. judicial branch. Yep. Uh, we're, we're under the gun. Yep. We're, we're watching a very precarious presidential election yeah. where uh, if the tide turns, your church will be targeted, we'll be yep. targeted. Not that we aren't already, yep. but it's going to get... Yeah, the heat will it, intensify. It, yeah, it's going to get exponentially worse. They're going yep. to come after us heavy. Uh, and and we're, we're watching these Democrat-controlled states that election night, it's landslide for Trump, but they're not reporting. I mean, here we have Alaska. Two-thirds of the vote's already in. He's winning by 30 points, and they still don't they call still Alaska. They still won't call Alaska. But they called Arizona immediately, and Arizona's about to flip. It's I mean, going to flip. 
Uh, I was on watching the Charlie Kirk show last night. You've got Maricopa County and the outlying areas. Maricopa is heavily Republican. Yep. These votes are coming in at 50, 58 to 59 percent Trump, which means he's going to win by a, a few we'll thousand votes okay. well, in, I, in Maricopa. I, I, okay, and I... The projection, or at least I think what Charlie was saying, maybe even up to twenty, thirty thousand. Maybe even overall, up to twenty, thirty thousand overall. overall, because yeah. if that number dropped below fifty-five percent, uh, yeah. and and these are thirty-nine. So when the they they do it in batches of seventy thousand. Okay. So of the the entirety of the batch, thirty-nine percent is Republican, twenty. 25 per, 26% Democrat, and the rest is the uh, undecided or declined to state. And those are going more than half towards Trump, and mm. he's, he's moving at 58 to 59%. So it's going to be Arizona's in that, and they called that immediately. Oh. The media's complicit, Shocking. and by the way, folks, turn off Fox News. Oh, it's sad to say. Turn off every oh. news channel, every Every single one of them, turn them off. The only one I would encourage you maybe to turn on, I would, is Tucker. Watch it from yeah. 5 to 6, maybe Hannity 6 to 7, although Hannity repeats himself. <laughs> Good guy, but <laughs> he's more the guest on his show. He runs his show like I do mine. I do all the talking. <laughs> uh, but Makes but, it easy for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to come up with a lot of this stuff. <laughs> and, and then we got Tucker, who's, you know, he's... He's not going to be around much longer. Um, Fox is run not by um, uh, Rupert Murdoch anymore. It's his two boys, which are Biden supporters. Yeah. And the swing has been so massive. They played America. They They played America uh, on election night. They really did. And and I think, um, you know, I I think Fox is going to be shocked that they're not going to retain the support they thought they were going to no. retain. No. Newsmax, others. Right, yeah, go tell everybody. we got to yeah. go to Newsmax. Uh, I would even go to Bannon's War Room. You're going to have to get yeah. alternative news sources. I'd, I'd be checking in with Charlie on this. Yeah. Uh, go to Breitbart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to get ridiculed and all the other stuff. But the amazing thing is uh, you're looking at the largest minority non-white Republican out, uh, 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 turnout. Yep. Since the '60s, it's it's yeah, it's unprecedented. Un- yeah, unprecedented. It's amazing to see. You know why? Because President Trump actually did what he said he was going to do. Actually put actually put the work into producing for America. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the difference. That's the difference between every Democratic president and even, sadly, many of the Republican presidents in the past is they talk a lot, but he actually did something about it. Yeah. And when you actually start, you know, solving these problems, I think the challenge is many times uh, politicians and even sometimes we can all get into that. where We just go, well, it's so big. It's so difficult. It's unsolvable. And here you have a guy like President Trump goes, actually, we're going to do something. Yeah. Well, and, and, and here in California. Every single Democratic uh, candidate that stood with the lockdowns, um, you know, lockstep with the governor, every one of them retained their seat. Uh, the, the Republicans got a shellacking, and it was it was the harvesting gimmick that they've <sighs> done. They come up with votes out of nowhere. Um, you, you have I'm, here here. This is the fascinating part: <clears throat> the average turnout across the country was in the mid 60s. And then the, the Democrat-controlled states that shut down on election night, fascinatingly, wow. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, also Pennsylvania, they shut down on election night. Um, 
And these were all the states that did the lockdown, made sure everybody had to vote by mail. They locked down the state, and uh, and then their turnout, yeah. unlike the rest of the country, their turnout is in the high 80s, almost 90 percentile of registered voters. Yeah. Baffling. It's the statist- miracle. statistically <laughs> impossible. And as we showed on the program last night, the one vote drop, 138,000 votes in Pennsylvania. Every single, no, 136,000. Yeah. Every single vote was, was for Biden. It's like flipping a coin 136,000 yeah. times and it's yeah. always going to be heads. Yeah. Statistically impossible. And to have that increase uh, from an average turnout across the country to have those states specifically, the ones that shut down, and they're finding votes in every nook and cranny. You've got, you've got Jaguars pulling up in Detroit along with, with Rovers dropping off hundreds of thousands of votes. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it is, it, it's Venezuela. Venezuela said today. Our elections are more open and transparent than yours. Wow. That was Maduro. Uh, yeah. that, that's insulting. That's insulting. It's nauseating. But, but honestly, this has been building for several election cycles, but this is embarrassing. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, you know, as, as an American who loves our country, loves our democratic process, looks at this and goes, this is literally an embarrassment. So we, we, we didn't, have to change something. We didn't know what we were going to talk about. <laughs> but I want to read this to encourage folks because a lot of folks are tuning in. I want to read kind of an update to give everyone encouragement. Good. And then I want to talk about how we got to this place and how this awakening in both of our yeah. lives as ministers and also shepherds of the bride of Christ, yep. uh, what our role is yeah. in all of this and kind of what we're up against with other pastors that are yeah. kind of in yeah. contention with us. Good. But here's some encouraging news I want to read to all of you. Uh, Arizona, as I said earlier, uh, Trump did 5%, uh, 2% points better in Maricopa County than he needed to. And so he is on track still to win. Uh, he's officially 69,000 votes behind Biden as of this morning. But that lead that Biden had is substantially decreased in every 70,000 batch of votes that come in. 59% goes to Trump and we're expecting uh, tens of thousands in or ten, over 10,000 plus votes uh, for Trump to take Arizona, and he's scheduled to do that. Nevada, this is uh, new results will not be reported until 7 p.m. Dallas time. That's today. The Secretary of State is a former, uh, well, I can't read that because it's private. Uh, they're counting Trump-friendly areas this morning. So there's a possibility that that lead will decrease. Um, Paul Laxalt said early on, and Newt Gingrich was commenting on this, that the fix is in in Nevada. Mm-hmm. He had been warning about it. He had been speaking about it. And I want to cover that because okay. uh, Christians haven't participated in poll watching. We haven't participated in the election process. We haven't participated in any of the, uh, the, the, the campaign committees and the local. We've been vacant. We've been vacant. Yeah. AOL. Uh, no, AWOL. Yeah. <laughs> Absent without leave, not AOL. That's, <laughs> it's a different thing. <laughs> Georgia. This is an interesting one. There are 50,000 votes to count statewide, and Trump is ahead 18,000 net. There are 18,000 votes in Atlanta to count, so expect Trump to win Georgia by nine to 10,000 votes, although we did get word that they mysteriously found another batch of votes in Georgia. Yeah. North Carolina, Trump's margin is larger than the number of votes left to count. Democrat governor and media playing slowdown game to delegitimize Trump. They're not going to give him North Carolina. They're not going to give him Alaska. Did I hear them say they weren't going to release results like November 12th or something? Uh, Yeah, November November 14th, I think it was. 
It is a total How gimmick. How is that even legal? That's, that's Governor Cooper. He's another one that's done the lockdown. And the, the tragedy of it all is he won re-election. I mean, you, had, you had an unbelievable, uh, Dan Forrest, Lieutenant Governor, the most amazing human being on the face of the earth, and, and they re-elect Cooper. And everyone has been paralyzed by fear. And the entire state of North Carolina is, is absolutely dominated by churches. It, it, is, it is a state of faith. And one of the largest churches in the United States yep. is there. And that guy... Silent. It's silent. We'll go in the opposite Yeah, direction. we'll cover that later. Yeah. Pennsylvania, Trump up by 650,000 or so with less than a million to count. Uh, uh, and then we also know former uh, mayor, uh, New York Mayor uh, Rudy Giuliani is filing lawsuits to yeah. reopen Philly counts to observers and recount. Uh, and then they, they won, and then the Democrats sued to keep poll watchers away. <clears throat> Why would you want to keep poll yeah. watchers away? Yeah. Why, why would you avoid what transparency? You, what are you hiding? Yeah, it's what insane. What are you hiding if you don't want people <clears throat> to watch? Officials' totals in Michigan still have Trump winning as of 11.40 p.m. local time, but we also know counties report earlier than the Secretary of State. However, uh, there was still 173,000 votes he was leading by, along with GOP uh, John James for Senate, uh, all reporting of a different margin in unofficial and it's usually media projections. Wisconsin, this is interesting, with votes counting, uh, counted, sitting at almost 100% of registration. A number of folks said that it exceeded the, the registered voters in the state. They were taking it from 2019 because that was day of walk-in registration. Okay, so gotcha. that's even yep. a rolling number. But even still, it is the highest voter turnout in the history of the state. They exceeded President Obama's turnout, which was probably one of the most fascinating campaigns in American history. Um, and this guy who stays in his basement, you never see him, right. who can't put a sentence together, yeah. dominates. Mumbles. Uh, yeah, mumbles. Doesn't know where he is. So there will be, um, they're going to call for a recount. And uh, so uh, other important things, Arizona Secretary of State confirms that Sharpies were improperly handed out in GOP areas and that those ballots are being counted by hand by her office. Uh, and she's a Republican, by the way. Any Internet news that you're getting is contrary. Uh, it's not from the official from the state. Having these states with 89 percent turnout when it's regularly in the high 60s at best <clears throat> for decades, for instance, an instance is nearly mathematically impossible, indicative of fraud, according to the Federal Department of Justice Civil Rights Agency. So in short, Pray hard for those that believe what you read. Avoid Fox, read Breitbart, go to Newsmax. Yep. Um, listen, don't trust Fox. It's tragic. T turn it off. Yep. With the exception of, <clears throat> of uh, Tucker and Hannity, and the, 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 the three. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 the evening lineup is good. It goes, yeah. it goes Tucker, um, Hannity. The lady, um, I don't even watch news much anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then well, and Shannon I, Bream is cool, and the one that's between. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I think in general. Laura. Ingram. Ingram. There we go. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> um, you know, I think a lot of times we get too caught up in all these, especially these other narratives. And one of the guys who just had a recent event, Seth Dillon, who's the, you know, the, the head of uh, Babylon B, which is a parody news, yeah. um, 
one of the things I saw him post, tweet, and all this was that he had a friend or, or some new acquaintance because of social media that had been, you know, kind of rehearsing some of the Trumps are racist and he promotes white supremacy. And he was able to point him to, for the first time for this guy, all the times when President Trump has emphatically opposed it, denounced it, like an embarrassing amount of times he's yeah. denounced it. And he was just pointing out the fact that this guy was shocked because he had never heard yeah. or seen anything. So I think we sit there on election night and go, how in the, as, I mean, obviously the fraud side, but even without the fraud, how are this many American people duped, deceived? It's, it's the suppression of, yeah. of the media. At 50% of Trump's tweets were labeled and, and cautioned. This is the president of the United States. So... Everything that we've come to rely on yep. as far as a media source, though it's, it's very accessible and quick and you feel like you're up to date on everything, they have uh, gotten us yep. kind of committed to it and now they're manipulating it. So uh, we're, we're in a, a very critical, and I've said this is the most important election since 1860. Yep. Now, granted 1876 with Tilden <clears throat> and Buchanan, um, this Tilden was a good guy who wanted he was a Democrat, but he wanted to restructure because there was so much corruption in the Republican Party and they had strayed from reconstruction with Lincoln. Uh, and Grant was a good general, but a terrible president and corruption had infiltrated uh, uh, the Republican Party. So by 1876, it was a mess and uh, Tilden was going to fix it. Uh, he ended up losing the election. It was divided by the electoral vote, it took months to resolve it. And finally, the Democrats, those who were in power that didn't want Tilden, were able to get rid of him. And they were able to say to Buchanan, who was weak and kind of spineless and part of the system, we'll allow you to retain it, but you have to take federal troops out of the South. And so they were able to pull federal troops out of the South. The Republicans retained the executive branch of government, and they came in with a KKK um, and... They just devastated because the only black senators and Congress members in the United States at that point had all been elected in the South mm. and they were all Republicans right. and they were all devastated. And uh, and so it just it all the hard fought ground to remove the misery of slavery in the country had been completely wiped out as manipulation of these elites. And, you know, our founders gave us the ability to push back. Um, and, and this is, it's not only our right, it's our duty. That's it. That's so it. now we're having to scramble two. we have two fronts here. One is we've got to contend that this election's a fraud yep. and we have to come out in mass. Yep. And secondly, we have to, we have to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. And to prepare for the worst is we have to realize we're going to be censored. This stuff's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, radio will still be protected by the FCC because we've still got the Supreme Court in place. We've still got the Senate. Um, but with that executive branch being dominated and the stuff that's going to take place, it's so we have to be wise and, and equipped. Yeah. And that brings us to you and me. Yeah. And this is what I want <laughs> to talk are. about. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you were homeschooled. Yep. You understood. Shout out to my mom. Amen. <laughs> you you understood um, this Christian worldview growing yeah. up. You were educated yeah. with it. Most most folks your generation were not. Yeah. And now and you enter. Yeah. And now yeah. you enter into a kind of a charismatic church, which and, and may sound insulting, but I don't really think it is. You were previously C three. 
mm-hmm. right? Yep. And, and kind of connected with Hillsong. Mm-hmm. And Jurgen is from Australia, and he yep. knows all the players in Hillsong. Yep. And you guys got amazing worship. Yep. And you got a young, vibrant generation. I mean, there wasn't, I didn't see many gray hairs in that place. <laughs> and Jurgen takes, I mean, he's a man whose family survived East Germany. Yep. And he was, I think, a plumber or a tile setter. Yeah, that, yeah that's what his, his dad his was. His dad was. Yep. Emigrates to Australia. Yeah. Experiences. His dad literally escaped through a minefield. Yeah, out of East Germany. Yeah. Like, I, I know I can die, but it's worth it. It's worth it, yeah. I, you, I'm going to have him tell that story. But yeah. he, he gets to Australia, <clears throat> and they go through nationalized health care. Where his brother's leg, and he keeps, he has this great thing where he talks about, <laughs> you know, the tragedy. His mom died in her 50s yeah. because they literally gave her Alzheimer's by the medication that yeah. they experimented on human beings with. Yeah. His brother's leg is completely messed up because they had a four-year resident um, physician that connected the wrong, oh gosh, it was, it just made me cringe. He's in a cast for months, steps on it, and it immediately breaks. I just, I, yeah. uh and, and every line that Jurgen gives, out of heartache but also humor, he just yeah. says, yeah, but it's free. You it's know? free. It's like, <laughs> nothing's free. Yeah. Nothing yeah. is free. <laughs> it's the way God designed it. Money yeah. is a representation of your contribution to society. Yeah. You, nobody's here to take care of you. You have responsibility and accountability. Yeah. And, and if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. That's the Christian worldview. Nobody's, you're not here for your comfort and your security, and that's what everyone votes for. We're here here to set captives free. That's the responsibility yeah. of the Christian. Liberty is God's yeah, idea, huge. not man's idea. That's it. And so you get connected with this guy. Yep. And you're in this charismatic movement. And then this hits. Yeah. All these churches shut down. They all post the black tiles for BLM Inc. Yep. And you guys are swimming against the stream. Yep. <laughs> got, got a little dicey. Yeah. And, and, and in the midst of this, your church grows. Yeah. And now, yep. everywhere I go with Charlie, yep. you're there. Yeah. I mean, I'm in Miami. You're there. Yep. I'm in Arizona. You're there. Yeah. You're, you're, you're all in. Yeah, we're going for it. And Jurgen wants you to be connected. Yeah. And we're part of this, we call it the brotherhood of the defiantly obedient. Yeah, that's it. And, and we're ready to do a civic seminary and train pastors yeah. on our responsibility. Talk to me about that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, honestly, huge honor to my pastors, <clears throat> Pastor Jurgen and Leanne. That guy, seriously, he's they're, just stud. And, and both them, I say, they're two of the most patriotic Americans who are not from America. And they're beautiful people. And isn't it sad that sometimes it takes somebody who didn't grow up in here, that whole familiarity breeds contempt is so true. Prophets without honor in his own town kind of a thing, where they come in and they see the greatness of America, the beauty of America, what God has done. And so they fight for it, they stand for it. And they have just made a decision, not really about... Um, aligning themselves with a party, like till death do us part with a party, but aligning themselves with truth. And that's one of the things I love about them is they're relentless with saying, we're going to help people get set free. This is what we're here to do. And because of that, we don't hold back on anything. 
We don't hold back on money. We don't hold back on politics. We don't hold back on relationships and sex. I mean, we, we talk about it all. We go after it all. Um, we lean into every topic, not because we're trying to be shock jock, not because we're trying to, you know, draw unnecessary attention to ourselves. It's because we care enough about people. It's like you'd said that Sunday we we're here. Let's talk about loving your neighbor. What does actually loving your neighbor mean? And that's how we approach life. That's how we approach uh, church. And because of that, the so there, there are some, when, when you don't have the worldview of Christianity where um, my Christianity and the world that I live in are not separate. And I think that's been the whole secular and sacred in the sense of like um, compartmentalized. Car- compartmentalizing my life and my faith has been one of the most dangerous things to, to our worldview. And it's even where I, even like over the years when people try to create like the Christian version of things, it's always yeah. like, it's a mess. It's, it, it doesn't work because that's not, that's not the intention. The intention is that we engage culture. The intention is that we are salt and light. Why would, why would Jesus give us these mandates to be the light of the world? To be a city on a hill that can't be hidden. Yeah, amen. You know what I mean? I'm, if while you're talking, I'm going to pull this up because yeah, my for. daughter gave me this last night and I was deeply moved by it. And I know you're going to love it, but keep sharing what's yeah. on your heart. And, and I think I think that, um, you know, when it comes to our church and when it comes to others, and even in this this era, we had to make some separations, uh, sadly, from uh, relationships of, of pastors and church leaders who wanted to just go with culture. He wanted to just kind of slide by, he wanted to just kind of blend in, yeah. post the right stuff, say the right things, uh, under the guise of not wanting to offend, under the guise of, of wanting to be sensitive or be like Jesus. I mean, all this kind of uh, garbage, in essence, dooming their people to yeah. bondage. Yeah, I want to say... To be like Jesus isn't garbage. What you're saying is to use as an excuse not to engage yeah, in the Yeah, use it as an excuse. Just, yeah, absolutely. I know that people D- just will. Just to make sure, yeah. Um, Jesus loved people, but he is full of grace and truth. Boom. 100% yeah. equal. And so Jesus... Love, with woman, love, love without truth is hypocrisy. Yeah. And truth without love is brutality. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Jesus with the woman caught in adultery. Yeah. Beautiful example, right? Yeah. She meet, he, he meets her in the moment. He meets her in her pain and her brokenness, loves her, doesn't throw stones at her, but at the same time says, hey, go and sin no more. Well, that's, and that's he pretty, calls her out. You've had eight husbands or yeah, something. Or eight, that, eight, yeah. That's a pretty direct thing yeah. to say to somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? In, even the Great Commission, right? Going over all the world, make disciples, you know, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey. That's not very politically correct. No. That's actually pretty offensive in today's culture. We go, what? No one should be telling me how to live. Yeah, I love to be forgiven for all my screw-ups, yeah. but I don't really want to be told what to do. Yeah, I don't want to change. So I got my get-out-of-hell-free card. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, that's the whole, the, the lie, though, for years that has been, has been brought into culture of the, your truth is different than my truth. There is no absolute truths. This kind of nirvana, you know, kind of uh, concept of, you know, uh, b- being able to disassociate ourselves from any concrete truth. And we've embraced that into American culture. Yeah. And so now we live in the collateral damage of a confused Broken, disillusioned, depressed, right? Suicidal planet. Why? Because we've rejected the foundations. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I know you've seen this and I have, and this is why I love what my daughter sent me and I, I want to memorize it, but I'm going to read it slowly so folks can like kind of take it and use it. Yep. Um, because I've, I've seen so many pastors that are my friends that with this election thing, this is what they post. And it just grieves me because I know what they're saying. Sure. Now, what they're saying isn't wrong, but I know what they mean when they're saying yep. it. All right. This is, this is the post. Tell me if you've seen it. Okay. With all the hell that's breaking loose and the call to be responsible. Are we going to go and show up and protest? Are we going to be at these locations? Are we going to contend for truth? Are we going to call them out on stuffing ballots? Are we going to do that? Or are we going to justify that we don't have to really do that? And this is why they use the verse. Um, God is still in control no matter what or who, or no matter what, who wins the election. God is still in control no matter uh, mm. who wins the election. Yeah, I like where this is going. Yep. <laughs> and so this person says, I've seen this a lot. We know God is always in control. God was in control during slavery. Yep. God was in control during Hitler. God was in control when Pharaoh would not let the people go. God's going to be God regardless. That message can come off apathetic and dismissive to our American reality. God is in control, but people still have control and power over other people's lives. Um, And then they wrote, I've seen this so many times. I partly agree, of course, God is in control as an excuse for apathy or disobedience is sinful. But saying God is in control as comfort in the midst of chaos is absolutely appropriate and right. God's sovereignty isn't reason for complacency, but it is our reason for serenity in the times of complexity. That's uh, beautiful. And that's perfectly said. I don't mind saying God is in control. Yeah, he is. The the ultimate sovereignty of God from the kind of Alpha Omega beginning to the end, God will work his plan on earth. But But to use it like that, like so many are flippantly saying the whole, Jesus is still king no matter who's president. Duh. Of course, of course he is. Um, no matter who wins election, you know, God, God's still, God's alive. Jesus rose from the dead. Millions, of, millions of babies are dying, but God's still in God's control. control. Here's, here's the, the thing. The election's going to be stolen, but God's yeah. still in control. God, God's in control from, from beginning to end, but in his sovereignty, in his supremacy, he delegated authority to mankind. Thy kingdom come, yeah. thy will be done on earth as yeah. it is in heaven. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Lord said, as often as you pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pray in this manner. Yeah. And that's the only thing that the disciples ever asked Jesus to teach them how to do. Yeah. For pray. three years, yeah. he, they witnessed every miracle. Yeah. But not once, but twice they said, teach us how to pray because they knew his private life of prayer was a result of his public life of power. Yeah. And long before the sun would arise, he'd go to a solitary place and commune with the father. What are we doing today, dad? Yeah. I woke up this morning saying, Lord, I, I, I know you're in control. That brings me serenity yep. in the midst of the complexity. But what do you want me to do yep. with this vessel of yours? Yeah. God, what's my role in all this? Yeah. You, you know, and I think with that, one of the stories that I think honestly plays this out is Esther's story. Good. We've got about five minutes. Okay. Well, let me just reference it then. No, no, no. Read read some stuff. Well, you know the story of Esther where 
the the evil plot to kill all the Jews has come down. Yeah. And Mordecai, Esther's uh, uncle, is in play and gets a message to the queen. Tells her what's going on. There's this plot. It's bad. It's it's all over. They're going to kill all the Jews. They're going to kill all the Jews. If you you know Esther, you're you're the queen. You have the you're the closest possible person to say something. Uh, verse twelve of Esther chapter four. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, because Esther says to Mordecai, "This ain't going to work. I can't go to the king." Uh, he could kill me. He sends back a message to Esther. He sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. And, th- and that's that God's sovereign th- part, right? God's saying, listen, if, if you don't, Mordecai said Esther, if you don't do your thing right now, God's still going to do, ultimately, he's going to work his ends in this nation. He says, but you and your family will perish. And who knows that you come to royal position for such a time as this. And, And I think that kind of, those flipping statements that are out there about whoever's president, God's still king, is sort of what Esther wanted to do initially, to go, hey, listen, it's not my place. I don't think I really do it. Mordecai says, listen, God's going to raise up deliverance, but there's going to be collateral damage because of your silence. And we live in an era right now where Christians, pastors, if we remain silent right now, God will ultimately work his purpose on earth. He'll have to find somebody else. But in that process, there's going to be collateral damage in our world. And everything we love and who we care about will be adversely affected because of yeah. our inactivity and our unwillingness to engage. Yep. This is not a time for <clears throat> silence. That's, that's profound. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I think this is a good one to kind of segue into. Because uh, Kirk Cameron goes to our fellowship. Yep. And as we got connected, we, we wanted to make more of an inroad. And we did the Church is Essential Actually, it was called the non-essential tour that we oh, did. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and that was unbelievably attended. Everywhere I went, people recognized it and were blessed by it. And there was kind of an awakening. Actually, there is still yep. an awakening. Um, we went and videotaped some of the victims of what's happening in Portland, which is, that is a, that's a city, you know, Jim Elliott came out of there. I mean, this is a city that w- was instrumental in Christendom. Yep. And now, and it was a beautiful city, and now it's just devastated because everyone kind of just said, you know, God's in control. Yeah. And now God is watching his people who aren't engaging in the school boards, not engaging in the city council, not engaging in the supervisory, not engaging in poll watching, not engaging in any of these different areas. And the whole city is being run by the, you know, yeah. by the inmates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you have this single mom who had been beaten by her, her father and forced to wear a paper bag as punishment over her face. And if she asked to take it off, he added more time. The trauma of that, she marries and the husband's abusive. She ends up as a single mom on welfare with three boys. Wow. Puts herself through school, starts her own business, and gets off welfare. And creates a cheesecake business that begins to flourish in the, in, in the city in which she lives up there in Oregon. And COVID hits, and they come after her because she's empathetic to people not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And they try to shut her down, and we interview that day. She was 
a day or two from being closed. Um, I brought her here to the church, introduced <laughs> her to everybody. Wow. We got her going. She just sent this, and I wanted everybody to hear. This is from Jen Jacobson um, at Beloved Cheesecakes. <laughs> Love she it. She said, uh, we enjoyed, let's see, we enjoyed every moment of the trip, and we brought her here with her boys. Awesome. We love talking to people and receiving orders. Actually, the orders we have received was another huge blessing. It has kept us afloat this last month. We are moving the shop to a better location. It's a God thing. As one of my friends in our town started a business and signed a two-year lease, her husband got a great job four hours away, and they couldn't pass on it. She needed to get out of her lease, and I needed more storage and different property managers so now we will be moving in that spot by December 1st. It helped my friend and me, God's perfect timing. It's a little bit of a challenge because I have to pay for some renovations and painting. So any orders we get, we greatly wow. appreciate. I just got this, she doesn't know it, and, uh, but I, I wanna send a team up there and we're gonna, we're gonna paint it and set Come it up on, for her. Yeah, let's, let's just do it, let's just yeah, go for it. go for it. So we'll bless her socks well, off. We know, or, order this, we need to just bombard that with yeah. her spot with orders. That's amazing. Yeah. And, 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 you know, um, uh, the, just last thing on the everyone, hey, God's in control thing. But he put us in, in charge. In the beginning, when he said, take dominion, subdue it, yeah. multiply. Then again, Jesus reinstates it. Go into all the world, increase, multiply, take dominion. Right, yeah. like reach. Any, anyone on earth that continues to abdicate responsibility for what's happening on earth back to God and blaming him for it is fully missing the fact we have been delegated authority by God to manage, to oversee. Yeah, we're the keepers of the garden. Earth. We're the yeah. keepers of the garden and we need to get back to it. I, I got a, a, an interesting text and, and I think this is true for a lot of folks that they're saying, you know, I prayed and it go, didn't go the way I was hoping. Yeah. And where do our prayers intercede? I asked God and I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, we do ask, but we pray according to his will. Well, isn't his will to elect a president that will protect babies? Yes, but his will is even greater than that. His will is to protect the children. His will is to awaken his bride. His will is to bring the gospel on the earth. His will is, and we think we see it and we can ask him for it and it's a done deal, but there's a larger principle at play here um, that, that you, you have to trust the process. Yeah. And yea, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Yeah. Job didn't know the end of the story like we do. Right. We exactly. get to read the whole book. All it says is there, was, there wasn't a more righteous man in all the earth than Job. And he was exceedingly wealthy. And, and within a moment's notice, everything he holds dear is gone. Yeah. And his health is decimated because Satan basically said, look, yeah, you can take all those things, but let me have his health. Yeah. And then he'll curse you. And, and he took that too. And, and what God is doing is he's, he's equipping warriors in the midst of the conflict. He's awakening the bride yeah. through the challenge. Yeah, he is. I got stronger through the challenges of my life to know that he's always going to be faithful. I remember this feeling well. Early Wednesday morning after the Tuesday election, when I worked my tail off, and so did so many of my friends yeah. in that campaign for state assembly, and I remember losing and thinking to myself, God, your word says run in such a way as to win. I wanted to represent righteousness. And, and God, if Christians had shown up and they didn't. And I was so discouraged. I had, a, I had a little 
issue with him that and I was sitting on the side yard up until the sun began to rise Wednesday morning. And he just said, Rob, I told you the verse I gave you. Yea, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Will you trust me on this? Yeah, wow. And I said, yeah, I'll trust you on it. And it was that day I get a phone call saying, will you run for city council? I'm like, that's like a woman just gave birth to it. <laughs> and I had this terrible statement, but you just gave birth to a stillborn. You carried the child the entire oh, term yeah, and the baby's yeah. dead. Yeah. And now the yeah. husband says, you know, let's do this again. Right. Oh, man. And, and I, yeah. I just, I, I said, Lord, I don't know if I have the energy. Yeah. And all the folks that have participated said, we have it. Wow. And I ended up winning. And that, that election was even exhausting. Yeah. Like 52 votes. But little did I know God would bring folks like you and Jurgen into my life. Little did I know we'd be sitting in front of a camera with 14,000 subscribers. Yeah. Little did I know that we would have this ability to resign and it would be a national issue that I never expected. And it would resonate. God knows what he's doing. Yeah. So, that, so the outcome didn't go the way you wanted. Get yeah. over it. Yeah, that's Praise it. him. That's it. And roll your sleeves up and yeah. say, now, God, what do we do? Yeah. Not, oh, it, it didn't go the way I wanted. I, I, I can't do this anymore. Right. You're not as tired as you think you are, and you're yeah, not as weak as you so think good. you are. Roll your sleeves up. Get on your knees. Spend time in his word. Strengthen yourself in the Lord as David did when he was discouraged. And then ask this question, okay, God, what are we going to do today? What do you want me to do today? Where do you want this vessel to be in the purpose of your will on this earth as an active member of your body of Christ? Yep. That's it. Very good. And pray for wisdom. And he'll be the lifter of your head. Yep. And I got news for you. All this trial is equipping you to understand the wiles of the enemy. Yep. And you're going to be sharp in combat. Yeah. I know what I know today because I have endured what I've endured. And so do you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's if this, this is what we close with. If you do this. You're going to end up meeting the coolest people on the face of the earth like this dude. <laughs> Love you, man. Love you, too. Well, well, Sam, what you an it, Hey, same to you. Thanks for letting me come and hang for a few minutes. And love to everybody who's, who's tuning in. Tell, tell, them, tell them your social media connections. Oh, yeah. So they can... yeah. Samuel Duth. Uh, Spell just it. S-A-M-U-E-L-D-E-U-T-H. You know, it's easy when you have a Jewish first name and a German last name. Nobody else has that, so it works out well. <laughs> uh, so you got uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, I mean, just anything but uh, MySpace. Don't hit me up on that. But, uh, um, yeah, come, come hang. Say, say hi. I'd love to just, I'm basically just, you know, reposting everything that uh, Rob puts out. And what, you know, it's, this is... You know, in adversity at the same time, though, these are great times to be alive because God is good. God is for us. The Spirit of God is empowering His church, waking it up in yeah. such a fresh way. I believe this is going to be a new season of the church taking its place yeah. in America and in the world uh, for life, for truth, for, wit, for freedom. Amen. And I, I'm believing for that. Amen. It's going to be good. Well, um, as, as we began the, the broadcast, a number of folks, as you know, have been praying. And 7 o'clock, we gather to pray. And this is coming to the conclusion. They're, they're all praying. So uh, we're going to be doing that every night. And you come on out here to the church, 7 o'clock. We're all praying every night. So God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us. And we're going to close with a reading that we've been doing for now 216 episodes. 216. Yeah. My, oh, my. You get to read it. You can read Come it right on. there. It's bigger there. Hey, I'd love to. Numbers. 
Are we reading it together or are you, you having you me read, read it? it, read they, it away? Okay. They're used to my voice. All right. Numbers chapter 6, 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Come on. Amen. How good is that? Good stuff. Lord, thank you for Samuel and thank you for the folks tuning in. And Lord, thank you. Yes, you are a good God and you are sovereign and you are in control. But you have chosen to use your people on this earth to accomplish your purposes. And so, Lord, we can't use that understanding of your attribute to justify our apathy and inactivity. Lord, you have put us here to push back the gates of hell. So, Lord, equip your bride. Let them not be discouraged. Be the lifter of their head. And, Lord, when we're fearful, all we need to do is look up. For, Lord, you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And through these trials, you're equipping your bride for greater accomplishments. And as Job said, yea, though you slay me, yet will I praise you. And then Job ultimately was overwhelmingly blessed after the trials. And the greatest book, as far as I'm concerned, and the oldest one in the scriptures that we know of, even predates Genesis, is Job. Because if man can trust you in the trials, nothing will ever stop him. And so, Lord, thank you. Bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us tonight. 